Welcome to the Leaders of Lasting Impact podcast. My name is Matt Pohl, founder of the Rewild Group. We believe that as a fundamental part of the human experience, that work is not only essential, it's valuable, that work matters. That's why we're on a mission to multiply the number of exceptional businesses globally. We want business owners and their employees to thrive at work. Thanks for joining us for another episode where we discuss stories of how leaders are having a lasting impact on small and mid-sized businesses. Welcome to the Leaders of Lasting Impact podcast. I appreciate you joining us today, and I'm glad to introduce our guest today. This is Phil Bristol. He is a member of our Rewild Group uh, network and a longtime business consultant. He has some really broad experience and expertise, and we just want to introduce him today. Uh, Phil, thanks for joining us. Glad to be here, Matt. Yeah, well, um, I would like to maybe just start off with a little bit of your background. I know you've done some kind of some interesting things, and and maybe you could share a few of those uh, as we kind of bring up to kind of where you are today professionally. Well, the, the, the early story and fast forward was I was in the military for 15 years, and then I got into private practice and, and worked for a large pharmaceutical company internationally and did their strategic planning. So I worked with all their business units around the world doing the strategic planning and aligning that with, with their corporate business plan. And then uh, eventually I decided that I'm going to go out on my own. That was in 1990. And okay. <laughs> consulting uh, ever since that. Okay. Uh can you tell us a little bit about that transition from big corporate uh, environment out to being on your own? What was the reason for that? Uh, why did you do that? I, actually, Matt, I, I was always uh, planning to be on my own. And okay. So even if I had a corporate job. <clears throat> I was running my business unit like a small company. Oh, okay. It had a business plan, all kinds of things that I thought I needed to start my own company. So that was my transition. It was in my mind all the time. Okay, perfect. Um, <clears throat> so you've been an advisor for a number of years then and uh, working with uh, many small and mid-sized businesses. That's really what we yeah, focus right. on. <laughs> so in, in 1990, when I started my, my consulting business uh, independently, I, I really uh, was working with Fortune 500, Fortune 100 companies. And, okay. Uh, I I enjoyed that. It was it was good good work and uh -huh. lots of fun. What happened though is I realized that as those company members turned over, then everything that I put in place was gone. Oh, okay. And and so I I started thinking about you know. This is just like a, a squirrel on a wheel. And I'm going, I don't like that. I, I want to be able to do something that produces a significant change and, and enduring. So right. I started thinking about uh, businesses that were 500 employees or less. And okay. as I started doing the research, there, there are a lot of businesses. And, <laughs> And, and interestingly enough, the mortality rate for 
companies that start out is pretty high. Uh, yeah. So, uh, gosh, this would be an interesting thing to to focus in on that particular market. And so that's what I did. I started working with small businesses that were under 500 people and working with them. Yeah. Well, one thing you and I have in common is that we both kind of stumbled onto this stages of growth methodology um, before organizational rewilding and the rewild group was created. Um, I suspect we both learned about it through navigating the growth curve book. Is that where you heard about it first? Exactly. And I found it really interesting. And so that's what started me working on it and looking at opportunities in that. That's how I found uh, rewilding. Okay. Okay. And so uh, for those uh, listeners who aren't familiar with the story, the inventor of the methodology came out with this book. Uh, it was out there helping businesses for 10, 20 years, 15 years. And um, then the rewild group acquired that intellectual property. And we've taken kind of the, the precepts within the book and created a whole business growth system out of it. And you're certified in organizational rewilding now. Phil, what what kind of led you to that decision to add those capabilities to your toolbox? Wait, that's a great question, Matt, because for, for me, I've always been very process oriented. And so the things that I produce results with, I had my own processes. They right. weren't documented, as they are with with rewilding and the other side of it that i realized is even though i know the personnel side the finance side and the operation side that marketing and sales side i really didn't know it very much and so the rewilding methodology gave me tools so that i was very comfortable working with organizations regardless of where their problems and challenges were. Okay, so it, allowed, it sounds like because it was maybe more comprehensive than your personal experience, it helped fill in some gaps for you? Yes, and there was a consistency about the methodology. So I, I, I had, you know, you provide wonderful tools, there's good background information. So the, my depth of experience was really strong across the board now and gave me a okay. lot of flexibility. Yeah, okay, good. And <clears throat> what would you say uh, kind of is some of the benefits? Uh, again, you bring your own personal experience and expertise. Um, how does having this system give you maybe some advantage in the marketplace or just make you feel more comfortable going out to the marketplace? I think the biggest thing is that it gives me a fundamental approach that I know works. And then I'm able to append my own knowledge and different techniques and, and procedures with that. And so the combination of the two make it really beneficial for the client. Right. So it's not replacing your personal knowledge. It's just giving you kind of a uh, a foundation and that you can add your own perspectives and unique experience and add even more value through it, it sounds like. Exactly. That's well stated. Um, 
maybe you shared a little bit of this, but are there particular features or benefits from organizational rewilding that you feel have been, you know, some of your favorite pieces of that or what's added the most value to you? You know, I, I think as I'm thinking about my engagements, one of the things that I see in, in a, a lot of the organizations, even if they're more mature, they don't have well-developed master processes. Mm -hmm. um, the way they do things is organizational chant. <laughs> I like that phrase. <laughs> they don't have key process indicators. They, they don't have uh, any kind of structure for evaluation. And so the evaluation comments aren't very helpful if they even have them at all. And they don't have a way to gauge performance and help people so that they have a consistent way of doing things. So one of the things that I find interesting is if you drew a line of where the organization's going and then start saying, okay, how aligned is senior management to that? Now, there's a little bit of differentiation, but as you get further into the organization, that line deviates significantly. So the gap in terms of performance is pretty high. And so Interesting. what happens is the rewilding approach provides a universal way, a, a, a structured way to get those key concepts into the organization at all levels. Okay. Yeah. So it's not focused only on just the CEO, but it's really about uh, transforming the organization. Um, <clears throat> when you're interacting with clients, what are some of the common challenges that you're hearing from them or the pain points that you see that you, that you're able to help them with? You know, <laughs> it depends on which level of the organization you're talking to. Because okay. you know, the executive level is we, we got to move fast, but then you drop down to the, the director level or even the employee level. It's like, what's going on? We're, we're going so fast. I don't know which is coming next. And so that, <laughs> getting people aligned so that they really pick what they want to work on, get that taken care of so that it now becomes foundational that's really the challenge. Um, are there particular ways that organizational rewilding helps an organization kind of identify the top areas to focus on, or do they kind of decide that themselves? Well, the, one of the things that rewilding does is they provide a, a, an organizational assessment that <clears throat> takes a look at what's going on in the organization, what the size is, different questions and then the, the the methodology provides some recommendations to consider and so okay those those considerations uh, are, are very good and so what happens is that there's i think five or maybe six different ideas different approaches different elements to consider that are going to stabilize the organization I have a conversation with with the CEO and we figure out what's the best one for them to start with. And so then yep. it, once they get that taste of it and they see how effective it is, 
then there's a willingness to take on some other of the assessments. Okay. Um, can you share uh, an example where using organizational rewilding has had a, a lasting impact on an organization? Well, probably the, the biggest impact has been with an engineering company that I work with. And they, they were, <laughs> when I, I first joined with them, first got in, uh, invited, they had a company meeting, an executive meeting in January. And they didn't have another executive meeting until November. And that was the one I called. Because what happened is they were completely at odds on how they were going to uh, distribute the the revenue, and it was it was like three camps at war, and so okay. started working with them uh, today. And at that time, there were about 125 people in the in the company. Today, there's 565 people, and they're spread wow. throughout the western part of the United States. Uh, and just thriving. So uh, the rewilding and that made a huge impact on them. Okay. Um, you know, kind of as we wrap up here today, what um, if you were sitting across the table with a business owner, small and mid-sized business owner, um, what might be one word of wisdom tidbit you could uh, share with them or to have them think about? Oh, Matt, that's, that's a tough question. Like you keep <laughs> trying to figure that one out and it kind of depends on, on the owner. So, you know, I'll start. Okay. And, and probably the best thing that I do now is just ask questions to find out what's happening. And, and I know that in most cases, they don't have performance reviews on a regular basis. Their processes are not well-formed. So people are just flying by the seat of their pants. So I'll start asking questions about those kinds of things. And what's the impact of that? How does that lead to productivity? Uh, those kinds of questions. So I, I usually go to those three, the organizational structure, the processes, okay. APIs, and the position role sheets. Okay. Okay, well, good. <clears throat> um, again, Phil, I appreciate you taking a few minutes out of your day to join us here on the podcast. Again, Phil Bristol, he is a, uh, a business consultant and coach and advisor and has been using organizational rewilding for a number of years now. Uh, Phil, if, they, if folks want to get a hold of you, what's, uh, what's the best way for them to do that? They can go on LinkedIn to, to send me a message there, or they can go to my website, uh, projectivity.solutions.com, or daysolutions.com, and uh, okay. message me from there. <clears throat> okay, great. And again, the website is projectivity-solutions.com, and we'll put that in the notes, so the URL will be there, so they can reach out to you. Um, Again, Phil, appreciate you joining us, and we we'll always uh, appreciate our audience for listening in. Hopefully, you learned a little bit more about Phil and kind of how he's helping small and mid-sized businesses. Uh, if what he said today resonated with you, I'd encourage you to, to reach out to Phil. 
and uh, uh, have a conversation. Like you said, he asked a lot of questions. So uh, be prepared for that. But uh, otherwise, uh, I'm sure he's willing to help and see what he can do uh, to assist your business. So uh, thanks again for your time. And we hope you'll join us again on the next episode of Leaders of Lasting Impact. Thank you. Thank you Have a good day. Matt Pohl here. Thank you for watching this episode of Leaders of Lasting Impact. If you're a successful business advisor, I encourage you to go to leaders.rewildgroup.com where you can learn how to be a guest on our show. If you enjoyed the episode, please share on social media. You can also tag people that you think might be a good guest for our show. Just be sure to use hashtag leaders of lasting impact so we can see your comments and suggestions. We release episodes on a regular basis, so be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Finally, we really appreciate your ratings and reviews. Those go a long way with promoting our podcast. It really means a lot to me and our team. Learn more about the Rewild Group at rewildgroup.com, or you can follow us on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next time.